1: Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, do you believe that tonight? Hallelujah. There's a lot of things we can sing, amen, but to believe what you're singing is what matters, amen, doesn't matter how well you sing it, it does matter if you believe it. Praise God, and I believe it tonight that there is miracles in this place, and that God is able to do what His Word tells us that He can do, amen. The world will tell us otherwise, amen, but if you've experienced the wonder-working power of God in your life, then you know there's nothing like it, amen, that God is able to minister in a powerful way to your life. Amen. Praise God. power of the Lord is in this place. His presence is real. Amen. Amen. Nothing like the Lord. I'm excited about uh, our service coming up a couple weeks. Uh, multicultural. All right. Amen. All Nations Sunday. Yeah. And I, I was watching that video as it played, and I said, hey, you know what? Hey, we can be a part of that. Amen. We can can have people from all nations coming. You know, sometimes we get intimidated, right? Because we may not speak their language. Amen. But you know, we're still a part of the body of Christ. They need to know that Jesus loves them and that He can save them. Praise God. And if we have to, we'll just go looking for somebody that can speak in their language to preach to them. Did you believe that? And who's to say that somebody that doesn't come into the church from another culture that already has the language and already has, can speak in our language, amen, that God doesn't raise them up to become a minister, amen, to those of their culture. I believe that tonight and we got to. Stand firm on the word of God that He's able to do that. Praise God! That's what He wants. Amen. Galatians, if you will, tonight, the sixth chapter. Amen. Thank the Lord for His goodness, His mercy, His loving kindness, and I'm so happy tonight that uh, uh, I, uh, uh, Amen, that I have experienced this great uh, message. Amen. We had a we had a great general conference, um, and. Uh, uh, excited about that. That was the biggest general conference we've had in quite some time. And uh, I'm glad that, that uh, we did that, have that number. But I kind of feel like that uh, Universal Studios and Epcot and, and uh, whatever, Disney World and CU World, and I think with how that kind of had a little, uh, uh, gave us a little help that we needed because families came down. And I've seen several that I knew very well that they came down a few days early. Some were going to stay a few days later and they were going to go enjoy. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Praise God. And uh, me and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law went over to uh, Fort Myers area where my in-law's place is to check on it. And uh, i thankful to report to my in-laws that Everything's pretty good at their place. You come out of that lot, come out of their place and go to the right, about not even a half a mile, and homes were just decimated by the water. People were putting all their stuff out. I mean, just rows and streets of appliances and couches and mattresses. and, And some people had a sign, big sign out there at the beginning of their little street subdivision that says, if you don't live here, don't come in here. And so I took them at their word. Amen. But you need to pray for those. A lot of people lost their lives. A lot of families have been dis- disrupt- disrupted and displaced and just don't know what's going to happen. You know in this world we it's an uncertain world. We, we have no guarantee for tomorrow. But yet we know that we know the one that holds the world in the palm of his hand. Amen. Amen. Human beings, turn to your neighbor and say, you are an interesting creature. Wow. That got us motivated tonight. Amen. Now you need to listen to the rest of what I've got to say Besides killing ourselves Suicide, we also kill each other With murder Killing people of our own species Both for personal gain and pleasure We've We've read that all through history We're also the only species that assassinates each other Murder for hire and so forth. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the people that are chosen to be assassinated, the people who are typically targeted, are those who tell us to live in harmony, live in peace, try to love one another, different people throughout time. The main one is the Lord. Then you've got people like Gandhi, you've got people like Abraham Lincoln, you got JFK, you got MLK Jr., you've got people like Malcolm X, and even John Lennon. He was a man that just tried to get everybody to get along and love one another, right? Between a few tokes of, let's live in peace, let's live in harmony, right? It never ceases to amaze me that the excuses... That people use to justify their behavior. We see that a lot in our families and in our churches. Amen. Though I didn't have a good education. And my childhood wasn't the greatest. We can make up excuses of why. Excuses. Everybody say excuses. Amen. Now turn to your neighbor again and say you are an interesting creature. Excuses, they're just that, excuses. And everybody, all of us, are gifted with something that's called free will, which says that you and I can do what we choose or what we wish. It's an excuse. And... Uh, I just happen to believe that we are 100% responsible for our choices. Because when we stand before God, we will stand before God without blame. We will not be able to point to somebody else and say, it's their fault that I didn't make it. So I want to direct your attention, first of all, to Galatians, the sixth chapter. And I apologize. Would you start me on verse 1? I gave them verse 7, but I'm going to start in verse 1. And I want to read this together. Everybody say, amen. amen. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault or caught in a fault, ye which are spiritual, everybody say, spiritual. spiritual. Turn to your neighbor and say, Are you spiritual? spiritual? Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove, or let every man examine himself, examine his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another, for every man shall bear his own burden. Verse 6 says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth To his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Amen. Let's put our Bibles down and let's raise our hands and let's pray one more time and just ask God to bless us with his word tonight in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love and kindness. We thank you for this moment that we have here tonight. We have sung and lifted you up. We've magnified you. We've worshipped you tonight. But we are here at this point in the service where your word is going to be spoken. And I pray, God, tonight that we would all open our ears to hear. Let our hearts be open to receive what you would speak in our spirit tonight for the glorifying of your name. And let everybody say in Jesus' name. Why don't you clap your hands one more time as you're being seated. You may be seated. I apologize ahead of time. This week I've been having a struggle with my voice. So if I'm kind of clearing my my throat a little bit, please kind of bear with me. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth that shall he root. I believe God truly cares about what we do with our time. And here in the scripture in verse 7 of Galatians 6, God is telling us that you will get out what you put in. He said, God is not mocked. He's not outwitted. He's not outfoxed. And to disobey God's commands and then escape divine punishment would be to outwit God. Thus, Making a mockery of him and his word. He that soweth, he that does, he that practices. Verse eight expands the principle a little to a wider application, and it calls it he that soweth to his flesh, which means to conduct oneself by the evil dictates and the desires of the sinful nature. Thus. Practicing the deeds of the flesh. <clears throat> when you go in chapter 5, verses 9 through tw- 19 through 21, it describes to us what those deeds of the flesh are. Turn with me there, if you will. <clears throat> and we're going to read uh, verses 19 through 21. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Or the manifest means evident. Amen. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, Uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, endings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things, let's read it together, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. (coughs) Shall not, everybody say shall not. In fact, why don't you kind of shout it out a little bit? It shall not, shall not, amen. You sow to your flesh; it means you conduct yourself to the end, the evil dictates and desires of that nature. And when you sow to it, you're going to reap from it. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord, amen. In other words, what we need to understand tonight is if we sow to the spirit we're going to reap good things. If we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap that corruption. That's what the world is, 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 is in knee deep on in our day and time. It's not only a matter of time before, amen, the world will fail. They're already failing. But as a child of God, if we allow ourselves to get into the middle of this, we will find ourselves, amen, slowing spiritually to a standstill and then going in another direction. We must pay attention to the time, not only that we're living in, but the time we spend in keeping our life right with God. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him. You can read. Amen. It could be said, you could be required or recompensed. But when you look here, contextually, the Galatians cannot disregard the command to support their Christian instructors, if I might say, according to verse 6, and also escape divine discipline. Amen. Our problem in the flesh is we'll do what we feel to do within our flesh, not what you tell us we're going to do. I would like to invite you to a very good thing. And simply this, that it's not what the man says so much as where what he says comes from. If it comes from the Word of God, we need to pay heed. We need to understand that it's the Word of God, amen, that's going to help us uh, in the end. In Romans 13, verses 11 through 13, notice what it says. And that knowing the time, everybody say the time. That now is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation uh, nearer than when we believed or we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, and drunkenness, not in chambering, and wantonness, not in strife or in envying. But what? Verse 14 tells us, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Amen. Act properly. Amen. Don't, don't be involved in the revelry of this day and time. Don't be involved in the licentiousness or the lewdness of our day and time. Because in our day and time, They are casting off restraint. There is no moral restraint anymore. Amen. It's just what your values are. I'm tired of hearing it's our values. When you talk about values, real values, and moral values, you need to start with the Word of God. Because with the Word of God, it will always direct you to have the right values and the right morals. When you look at the reference to time here in Romans 13, it says this, knowing the time. Everybody say, knowing the time. I don't know about you, but I check my watch quite a few times a day. The one on my wrist, the one on my phone, the one on a wall, I check the time. Why? Because our lives are pretty much lived around time. Amen. Knowing the time. But here you cannot continue avoiding God and avoiding truth by making excuses. We are living in the end time. You need to be paying attention to the time. Not so much the watch or the clock. Amen. But the seasons, the times that we are living in. Know the times. Right now, know this time. Why? Because salvation, uh, amen, and damnation uh, are very near, and our relationship uh, with God does matter. Yeah. Know the time. How many that have been doing something and all of a sudden you were supposed to be somewhere and and you just kind of got lost in what you were doing and wasn't paying attention to the time. Right? Amen. We'll say, oh man, I'm sorry. Amen, I just forgot what time it was. No, we didn't forget what time it was. We just wasn't paying attention. Amen. That's the way it is also in our spiritual life. Know the time. Know the hour that we're living in. Because you will not have an excuse uh, to say, you know what? I knew you were coming, God. I just got busy uh, with life and I didn't pay attention to the time. Why? Because your salvation is near. Not only your salvation, which is what we ought to pay attention to, but we also pay attention amen, that the end of time is coming when damnation is near, judgment is near, amen, the coming of the Lord is near, knowing the time. Why? Because it's high time. Everybody say high time. High time to do what? High time to self-examine and get our relationship right with God and get it back on track where it should be. It's not time to find ourselves in spiritual slumber as some that's taken apart, amen, of that, that sleepiness uh, or that relaxing time or if I might say that unconscious uh, state, really not paying attention. Uh, you're just kind of a, uh, just a, a lethargic, uh, amen, or it's a spiritual blindness because we, we, don't, we don't recognize the time. We don't recognize the moment. I was, I was reading a story about a, 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 a young man. You might have you might have seen it on your newsfeed where uh, the picture of him and his wife and two kids and he was just at a birthday party for one of his uh, daughters and 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 uh, was in his jeep and was heading down a, a road uh, at night and 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 ran off of a uh, of what should have been a bridge and and his jeep flipped up and he died at the accident. Here's the thing of it. The thing that I was reading about that was amazing, uh, that that bridge has been out, if I believe correctly, since 2013. Uh, and, and, and they used to have some roadblocks up. They used to have uh, things there that let you know that you can't go any further. But somewhere, some way, somehow, whether they were washed away or whatever, there was no warning signs there. And he just went right on following his GPS uh, and went right off of that place and died. You see, that's what I'm afraid of in this day and time, Brother Tyler, is the fact that, that, that a lot of people are running down the road uh, and following their own flesh, uh, their own GPS, uh, following the things of the world. Uh, amen. And we're not, we're not putting the signs up that we should be. Uh, we're not putting the roadblocks up. Uh, we're not lifting our voices. Uh, and we're not waving our hands and say, Hey, don't go any further. Don't go any further. Amen. Because the bridge is out ahead. We need to be crying, uh, amen, out with a loud voice, uh, amen, stop where you're at, uh, amen, damnation's ahead, uh, stop where you're at, uh, amen, judgment's ahead. Take this way, get right with God, let salvation come to your house. Don't become so lethargic or sleepy or you're so relaxed in everyday life, that you become unconscious spiritually, uh, and you all of a sudden you're just kind of kind of going by, and the next thing you know, Amen. All of a sudden, life has abruptly came uh, come to a stop, uh, Amen. Spiritual blindness uh, has got you, uh, Amen. So you got to know the time. Why? It's high time, amen. amen. So now he said, "Now, everybody shout now, now. Amen." You got to pay attention to right now. Amen. It's 729 on Sunday evening. We need to pay attention to now. Where are we stand now? Where are we at now? What do we need to do now with the time that we have? (laughs) Examine yourself. Be honest with yourself. Amen. Get your relationship right with God. Now, pay attention now. Amen. Stop bringing up your past and worrying about your future. And, start, and stop using them for the excuses that you got. Amen. Put them where they need to be. Uh, and put yourself in the hand of God. And say, God, I can't do anything about my past. Uh, and God, uh, I look at the future. Uh, I don't know what it holds. Uh, but I know I can't do anything about that. Uh, but I know with you uh, on my vessel, with you holding my hand, uh, I know that everything can be all right. Everybody shout Now. Now. Now, 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 now's the time to pay attention. Now's the time to make it right with God. Turn to your neighbor and say, now. Hey Amen. Why, 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 why? Knowing the time, it's high time. Now, why? Salvation is nearer than you think. Hey Amen. Why? Because our thoughts are often different from God's amen I, you drive around and you see everybody caught up amen in all the things of the world they're not thinking about tomorrow they're not thinking about everything it's there now and their now is to fulfill the lust of the flesh their now is to is to be entertained by by the things of life uh, their now is to enjoy amen all the things out there in the world uh, amen There now amen is to try to try to gain and uh, and get things uh, amen for what they think is going to be uh, their future but but we have to understand uh, now the now we're talking about is salvation that is near amen our thoughts ought to be his thoughts amen our ways need to be his ways amen we need to follow after him why because now matters now matters the decisions that you are making right now matter and they can matter greatly in your life salvation is near salvation is near because you don't know how God is going to take you you don't know We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if God's going to take us by way of the grave. We got all ages in this place tonight. Amen. But we're not guaranteed of one more minute. We're not guaranteed of one more night, one more day, let alone one week or month or year. We're not guaranteed that. And all of us have been touched by that. People in our family at various ages. You know, when people get older, you say, well, they lived an old age. Amen. They, they, they had a lot of life in them. But then we'll go to somebody's funeral and we'll see, well, man, they're young. Man, that is that is, that is devastating that they passed away so young. That's why now is important because we don't know when our number come but pastor you shouldn't preach stuff like this that's nonsense you just need to leave that stuff alone no I can't do that amen I'm required to be uh, amen that watchman on a wall so to speak uh, to kind of wake us up and let us realize that the hour and the day and the time that we are living in right now the now matters and what you do with your now matters it matters it matters Because we are going to meet God one way or the other. We'll meet Him one way or the other. There are two types of time that we need to consider. I wish I had the time to go through all this tonight. But the first thing I want you to understand is that Jesus is coming soon. We don't know the day of the hour. And I always say, if somebody, if somebody tries to pinpoint that day, just don't listen to them because the Bible tells us plainly, you will not know the day of the hour, but we'll know the season. And that season is screaming at us right now that the Lord is coming. He's coming. Everybody say, soon. Amen. Amen. We, we don't have time to play games. Amen. Amen. This is spiritual. This is a spiritual dealing with spiritual life and spiritual death. You either commit to salvation uh, or you are ultimately com- com- committing uh, to eternal damnation. Pastor, I really haven't made my decision yet. You've got now. You've got now. Now is the time. Amen. Second Timothy 3:15 says, and that from a child you ask known the holy scriptures uh, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen, we don't live 800, 900 years anymore. We have no Methuselahs in our day and time that lives 969 years. We don't have people living 200, 300 years, uh, amen, anymore. We don't have that, uh, amen. The Bible even says, uh, amen, you got, you got 70 years, uh, and if by wheeze strength, uh, amen, four, four score, which is 80, uh, amen. That, that's what you have. So I always look at it. If you get there, you at least have what the Bible says you can have. You read about those that get up to 100, 102, 103, 104, 105. You read and you're thinking, oh my goodness, that's a long time. But in reality, life is short. And we should consider every breath that we take. We need to say thank you, Lord. It's a blessing. Everybody say a blessing. Why? Because really, honestly, God decides when we receive our last breath. We don't know the day or the hour. We don't know when it's going to be. That's why now, amen, elders, is so important. Now is important that we make the right decisions uh, that, that, that determine uh, where we're going to spend eternity now. When we're young, we're invincible. When we're young, we feel like those things are far off in the future. We don't pay attention to those kind of things. But you, under, you have to understand that we're not guaranteed once again. And we have to realize that, that it matters what you do now. Everybody say now. now. Amen. Let's go over to Luke, if you will. Luke, the 12th chapter. I want to read some things here. In fact, I'm going to read a little bit of something here. Is that all right? I'm going to begin in verse 13. Amen. This is the parable of the rich fool. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. Somebody in the crowd was talking to him. Teacher, talk to my brother. Talk to my brother that he'll split or divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, man, this is Jesus talking. Man who made me a judge or divider of over you. Who's made me an arbitrator over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow or store my crops. And he said... This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow. There will I store up all of my fruits or my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul. I will say to my soul. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said. Everybody say God said. God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Somebody shout hallelujah. 22 says, And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Don't worry about your life. What you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat or food, and the body is more than raiment or clothing. Consider the ravens, for they they neither sow nor do they reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature? Which of you are worrying about? Can you take, add to your stature? Verse 26 says, If he then be not able to do the thing, that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Why are you anxious for everything else? This scripture we're familiar with. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon, all his glory, was not arrayed, was not clothed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither. Be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But what's he going to say? But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old. A treasure in the heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let your loins or your waist be girded about. And your, your lights or your lamps burning. And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for the Lord. When he will return from the wedding. That when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And if he come forth in the second watch or come in the third watch, in other words, if He come late at night and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know that if the good man or the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not, not have allowed his house to be broken into. But ye there, be ye therefore also ready, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour that ye think not. Amen. So the question was posed. Here we read the story about the rich fool. That fool. You thought it was all in your control. You thought you had the answers. You thought you were doing the right thing. You thought that you gathered it on in. I'm, I'm going to have to build bigger storehouses to store my, the fruits of my labor and, 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 and all the crops of my field. You thought. You thought. But he said, no, you're a fool. This night, your soul will be required of thee. In other words, everything that you have put up Everything that you put up, you will not realize it. Why? Because this night, your soul will be required of thee. You see, folks, let me say this. Purposeful sin still leads to real, literal death. That's why we say thank God for his mercy. Because God shows mercy on us. But when we refuse, turn to your neighbor and say repent. Come on, let's get serious with it. Say repent you got to repent because God shows us mercy. But, But if we refuse to repent, it's at His discretion how long you and I are allowed to go on. In fact, Paul writes in Romans 6, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. We have seasons, we have moments, we have times. In fact, the Bible talks about it here. It says there's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. There's a time to plant, time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away, and time to gather, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain, a time to gain, a time to lose. A time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rend, a time uh, to sow, a time to be silent, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. You see, we have to realize one thing. Salvation is the only thing that can help you through the now and get you to eternal life. We don't know what tomorrow will hold, but we know who holds tomorrow. We don't know how life is going to end for us, but we do know that if we're in the palm of His hand, that whatever He wills for our life, that is what we can stand on. That's what we can take to the bank. That's what we can get a hold of. That's what we can realize. That's what we can say, you know what? This is the greatest thing that's going on in my life. Amen. And I've decided. What's the song say? I've decided to follow Jesus. I, I must decide what to do with what? With the time that has been given me. You know, sometimes we get caught up, Brother Howard, we get caught up in life, amen, and the cares of life. And we stop paying attention to the time that we're in. I was young one time. (laughs) I was young. How many can say I was young, but now I'm old? But it says, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his... Seed begging for bread. You young folks don't understand this yet. You haven't got there yet. And if the Lord tarries, you'll get there. And you'll understand that that time between where you're at now and where some of us are now will go by very quickly. It'll float by. And those things that you once did, you can't do no more. And those bones that once felt fine don't feel fine anymore. And those muscles that used to be strong and you was able to do a lot of things now don't lift as much as they used to lift anymore. Amen. And that mind that used to be sharp. And man, you can recall things. They don't they don't click like they used to anymore. <laughs> I was telling somebody, got back in the airport and uh, yesterday. And uh, I was kind of worried about it because I'm like, you know what? I think I know where I parked at, but I didn't write it down. So when I got out in the parking garage and I got out on the elevator and I thought I was on the right floor, I said, you know what? The last thing I remember was seeing a yellow sign. And so uh, I got off and I made a right and I said, I think I parked in row 38. And I started walking towards row 38. And then when I got down there and felt like, man, I don't see my car, I got my key fob out and I started hitting my button. Trying to see my thing right, yeah, my, my, uh, trying to at least see my lights blinking. And uh, I get back and, elder, I went the next aisle and I'm thinking, man, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to find that car. I couldn't find it. So I came back to the elevator and I said, well, I must not park on this floor. And I went down another floor. I got out and that was green signs. And I'm like, well, let me walk and see. And I started clicking. I'm like, man, I know I didn't park on green. I know that sign was yellow. So I went back up. And then I went the other direction. I'd go an aisle and click. I got, in fact, when I was the first time, somebody that was on the plane with us drove past me and said, "Hey, brother Heideball, how you doing?" I'm saying, "I'm doing fine. Love y'all." And I just kept walking. Glory. Glory. So finally, I finally I went another row and I hit that I hit that panic button. All of a sudden, I hear this. Eh. A little distance, so I went to the next row, and I'm looking for that, and I'm listening for that horn. Went to the next row. Ah, there it is, Road 27. <laughs> Down at the end. And I found my car. But I was telling myself all the way around there, ignorant. You got a phone on you. Just turn around and take a picture of the thing. So you're going to get to an age to where some things in your mind just don't come around as quick as you want them to. Things that you could remember. Time has a way of doing that to you. But understand me tonight. Now is the time that while we've got everything, our faculties and everything, that we say, I'm going to make my election sure now. I'm going to make my salvation secure now. I'm going to get on the right track now. Don't take for granted now. Like you've got a bunch of nows coming in life. Amen. We need to make sure. We've got to decide. Amen. What to do with the time that is given to us now. And we need to awaken ourselves to truth. And to make the mark that God intended for us to do on this earth. Reaching people now. Giving a Bible study now. Bringing souls to church now. Because your now matters. But their now matters. Because they need to hear the truth. They need to hear the gospel. They need to hear, amen, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. Now they need to be filled with the Spirit of God. We need to awaken ourselves. And tonight, as I'm coming to a close, we need our soul need to be stirred that we say, Now matters, not just in my life, but now matters for the souls that we are going to come in contact. Awaken ourselves. Tonight, we got to awaken ourselves. We need to listen to the voice of God. We need to allow Him to guide us on our walk through this life. Lead us to that place of faithfulness to God and faithfulness to the church. Now matters. Now matters. Why? Because in an hour that you think not, He's going to come. When that time comes, there is no change in your now. There is no time to reset or to change your direction, to change your life. Why? Now. In the moment, let's stand together in the moment you might have the Holy Ghost tonight but you might not be where you need to be so now is important you may have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost now is really important to you you may have never been baptized in Jesus name now is important to you Love lived on hundreds of Lord Terry. I just need Him to not let my body or my brain get any worse. But you know what? No matter what, I know that I must be saved. So I need Elder to make that happen now. If I'm not where I need to be, I need it now. I need to. I need to make that decision now. I need to set the record straight now. If I got things in my heart that ought not be there. I need to change them now. If there's things going on in my life that's not right. I need to, I need to talk to God tonight and, 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 and make it right now. I need to change now. I need to be determined, uh, amen, to redirect now. Above all else, I must be saved. Above all else, I need to be connected to God. Above all else, I need to be connected to His Word. Amen. Above all else, I need to be connected to prayer. Above all else, I need to be a witness uh, for the kingdom of God. Above all else, I need to make that decision now. We need to be determined more than ever to fill every seat up in this house with people that need to hear the Word of God no matter what nationality, no matter what culture, no matter where they come from, uh, Amen. no matter how much uh, drugs they're taking or how much alcohol they're drinking, no matter what their life is like, uh, we need to be determined uh, that they need a master, they need a savior, and they can find him now. Now, 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 now is the time. Time isn't. We're in the end time. This thing's wrapping up. He could come at any moment. We don't need to put off now. We need to do something now. So I'm gonna open these altars tonight. I know this hadn't been a pretty message. And I know I haven't I didn't get done with everything I wanted to get done with, but but I know now is the time. these altars are open for you to come now you to talk to god now you to commit now you need to be challenged now you need to say god don't let me get so caught up in the things of life that i forget my relationship with you god help me to stay current in the now help me lord god help me lord god let me be a light let me be a beacon in the darkness let me be the city on the hill that shines brightly. Oh, God, help me now. I commit now. That's it. Come on. All over this place. Let's make this whole place a, a place of prayer right now.